Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, um, I reflected on uh, Tottenham, a bit of a serious football chat, really. But yes, you, I, you try brought, to, I try to interject with try some to stupid comments. The, yeah, of course, that's good. Yeah, but it's did. not surprising. It was a big night for you, and uh, you don't get to see the greatest player of all time every day of the week, do you? No, that's very true. Um, uh, you are, of course, talking about Ben Davis. <laughs> um, uh, so we did that. And, and then, we, surprisingly, because uh, neither of us know much about Superbike uh the sports of super biking <laughs> count arthur jacob yeah, exactly. the sport of super biking yeah flaming it yeah. anyway we met the world champion he's won it four times he was a really nice man he and was jonathan ray he was great jonathan wasn't he ray. really good yeah he's I'm really in, you remind really, me of his name really i'm sure you'll be asking me next monday and i won't be able to remember it no i will now so yeah jonathan jo- joined us and uh, you'll hear from him as well so here it is <laughs> Saw vintage Messi last night. I did, yeah. And you'll be able to say to your grandchildren, please go when you get them, you saw him play. I saw him play. I saw him, uh, yeah, I saw him. I saw Maradona play in a Spurs shirt. I saw Mm. that. I I don't think I ever saw Pele in the flesh. That one's got me. I've I've seen Diego and I've seen him. Mm. Um, Yeah, he was fantastic. They were fantastic. And I was telling you earlier, I was right down the barrel of that ball that set up the first goal. Uh, and I mean Trippier it just defied physics he stood there and I don't really blame him for thinking mm. well I wasn't expecting it to go there <laughs> no. it's an amazing pass and talk about mm. laying down a marker after about 40 seconds yeah, it was Lawrence, something else what on earth was that well I mean, look Loris has always that. had that no, in him he, you know he but, made it so easy for yeah. him. if he stayed in his in his goal it would have been if he didn't do things like that and he could kick he'd be playing for Real Madrid not Tottenham so we have to take mm. some solace from that I've always yeah, felt he's that he's a good keeper but you know that was, but I'm, that I'm was, in Jim was telling, saying to me earlier on a lot of listeners saying oh you know you've got to get rid of him bring another keeper no, in. I fickle. think he's a I think he's a good goalkeeper but I don't think his head's right at the moment in light of what happened to him recently mm. uh, and maybe it was a little bit too soon to bring him back yeah, mentally I, just seemed I, I, off I did it feel for Spurs last night you know how would you know Barcelona had five of their best players missing it would have been a lot no, easier game for you no that's you know? very true um, you know, so I thought their third goal though was like an acrobatic troop the way yeah. Suarez and it was like a motorcycle display it team, was it? it was fantastic yeah. the, the, the way they both fainted to shoot knowing Messi was coming onto mm. the ball and put it away it yeah. was fantastic I, I'll tell you what sometimes I mean, we're walking back uh, just to the car and uh, I said uh, sports bar is going to be a tough listen 
Because it, when your team's lost, I love the show and I always listen when I'm, mm. when I'm coming home from a game. But when your team's lost and that laugh track's on and you just, it can be a tough well, listen. I did but think Andy last night put the laugh track on Liverpool for not scoring. I thought, yeah. Hello? What yeah. about the night before? I wouldn't be saying anything if I was but, you. But no, Jason, I thought was, it was interesting and the guys were good and they were. And I thought Jason was spot on last night. He, they took a lot of Tottenham calls and uh, I think it was a sort of chickens coming home to roost. I mean, you mentioned mm. Liverpool, but Liverpool was a blueprint, a side that had a good season and built on that good season by cherry picking two or three players in key positions they needed oh, no, to strengthen. They've done money ball. They've done brilliantly. But, but Tottenham really should have done that. They should have done that. I'm not buying there wasn't anybody available. And you saw with the with the injuries, the kind of uh, paucity of talent really on the bench and what they were um, what they were left with ultimately. And there was nobody yeah. on that bench that could make a difference. No. Um, and so business should have been done in the summer, which would have given them more strength in depth. The thing that worries me, and Jason made a very good point last night, if you're Harry Kane and you're playing in that match and you're looking at the approach play of Barcelona and they're a club that would hmm. realistically come in for him, he, he was probably thinking... Blimey, how many goals would I get with this service? <laughs> yeah, would. I'd probably get about 60 goals a season. <laughs> well, they do. And they? the manager as well. The manager has rung the very last drop out mm. of this side. And I do fear that ultimately, apparently Guillaume Balaguer was saying the other day, other managers see him. They say, oh, why are you still there? He mm. loves it and he loves the project and he, he's, he is embedded in the club. But there'll come a point if he doesn't get the support mm. from, from upstairs. Well, I think the, the not the next window because it's difficult, but I think the next summer's window with the first year in the new, proper whole year in the new stadium, if he doesn't get the backing of the club, he won't yeah. stay. And we were all walking back saying, yeah. and I'm saying, we were chatting on the tube with some people, saying, would you blame him if he did? If, if he doesn't get the support, he's, he's doing everything he possibly can. He backs his chairman. I think he protects the ball mm. at times by saying the right things and keeping everybody on side. Yeah. And he deserves, I think he deserves a little bit more because you know, he has rung the last drop uh, so we're going to talk Spurs with Martin Lipton, so I'm going to yeah. give you some of my more idiotic comments. Okay, from last just night. one thing: uh, Have you ever? We're going to ask the listener: Have you ever had a joke player? It's never good. This it's never a good. It's probably not good for the players, not good for the fans, and ultimately not good for your team. <laughs> yeah. I can remember a couple in my time. One, despite one inspired evening at Southampton in the cup, was Ronnie Rosenthal. And Ronnie would come on and play for Tottenham like he'd won a competition in the local paper. Yeah. Like at the end of the match, you'd have a picture taken with a captain and saying, oh, thanks to everybody at Tottenham, I've had a brilliant day. <laughs> but you'd come on and you'd laugh. You can hear people laughing. Yeah. And of course, I think you know where I'm going with this. Mm. Uh, our, player, our player of the day, of course, is Musa Sissoko. He come, we're going, oh, here he comes. I love the fact People start laughing. I love his volley. It's not quite the yeah. same technique as not Rakitic. Not yeah, I, did, I did think, not Rakitic. Um, but yeah, you know, really you know cool. if He's going to be in that situation. It's Rose Ed. And then, of course, look, I know they were all pushing up and they were, it was a bit difficult, but it was a bit of bad control that let them in for the fourth goal and ultimately killed yeah, the game. Yeah, yeah. But it's not... Have you ever had a joke player, talk sport listeners? If that player that is in your squad, that the minute they, they, tend, they tend to come off the bench, if you're, you're really in a bad way if they're starting, but everybody just starts laughing. And mm. it, look, that's a player that, that should have gone in the summer and been replaced because, you know, whatever Poch says, he's great in the transition. We're saying, yeah, the transition from the ball leaving his foot and ending up in the stand. It's a good transition. Does Morata count? Yeah, well, yeah, okay. They don't laugh, though, do they? Well, I don't know. They will be soon. Yeah, okay. So if you've had a joke... No, you never know. If you've had the joke player, listeners, uh, let us know your experiences and how that used to manifest itself. I'm sure he's a lovely bloke, and it's not personal, but really, 
Um, no. Not good nothing. When he was at Newcastle, he... Uh, he was at Newcastle. They couldn't wait to get rid of him, the fans. I know they couldn't, but they were, he used to play well against the other sort of top four, Well, he had one very teams. good game against us in a 1-0 yeah. win. He Tim to well against Chelsea. Out of his yeah. skin. You know, but, but honestly, I... I play I, for France. I just... I know. I, I'm... It's uncanny, and I don't know how it happened, but it, it did. Talking of French, uh, Clément Longley. Uh, yeah. Is his father known as Daddy Longley? <laughs> I think he would be. I like, I like would. that. That's good. And uh, yeah, It was a bit Daddy Longley where he stuck his leg out <laughs> oh, and stopped yeah. our equaliser. That was a brilliant yeah. appearance. And uh, bitting, uh, no, no, bis- biscuits, biscuits knee. It was very strange, this, because it, it, it got cut in a, in a tackle, yeah. and it was bleeding. And Glenn came on and he said, uh, he said, oh, that's very painful. That's, that's right on the bone. There's, there's no blood supply there. You think, well, I can see the blood. <laughs> there must be some blood supply. <laughs> there must there. be some blood there, yeah, <laughs> you can yeah. You actually see it. And the, the, the dark arts, I mean, they are spectacularly good at it, really. Just, uh, you know, the 3-2, we're trying to get a head of steam up, and about three or four of them went down oh, yeah. uh, for a oh, couple no, of minutes. Good. We're all far too honest in this country. I think you know. We, we, well, I we've think got to I learn to cheat better. Yeah, we, we should do. be sending our boys over to Spain to learn to cheat better. <laughs> we've missed the trick there, uh-huh. Gareth. For goodness sake! I was impressed with Olive's favourite player, Arthur. I thought he was very yeah. good. I mean, young Brazilian, he played very well. But Messi, in the end, you know, you well, have to say when he plays utterly, like that, he is just brilliant. he is fantastic. Yeah. But uh, against anybody else, I would have enjoyed it even more. But it's there we not are. Not a great week, really, for the. the British teams and the English teams. No. We're going to start Liverpool, actually. There's not been a lot of talk yet, really, about that. And it was a tough night for them. I mean, you know, they're still in a pretty decent place in the group. But it is a tough... There's three good sides, of course. Mm. They have beaten PSG, which helps. But PSG didn't mess about last night, did they? 6-1. It's difficult for Spurs in this group. Yeah. It's going to be... Look, it is going to be hard now. They have to win at least three games. And they have to hope that you beat Inter at home and yeah. they lose twice to a thing and then you've got a chance but it's difficult it is going to be difficult, difficult. but I've, I, do you know I actually still think we're going to qualify rather stupidly I think we'll be alright mm. I think we'll win both PSV games I think we'll do enough um, but I'll be proved wrong no doubt but we'll see the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport right Japanese toilet news <laughs> No, no, I almost feel we should have a jingle for this now. This kicked <laughs> off a couple of days ago, didn't it? it why, why did it start, Andy? Can you mind? Uh, no, why did it start? No. <laughs> Gosh. But anyway, doesn't we got? Let's not worry about that. We got talking about Japanese somebody, toilets. Somebody, they're expensive the toilet. and they are no. But that's the whole point. More than a toilet. Oh, we were talking about it, and I said my son's got one of these Japanese toilets, and then Jason Cundy came in and said, "Oh yeah, they're great. They're about twelve grand." When I saw, I saw an ad for tw- yeah. one for twelve grand, and. My son was listening to the podcast, as he often does, Sammy, he listens every day, and uh, he, he sent me a message last night saying, no, ours was 500 quid, including installation. Wow-wee, that's cheap, isn't it? Well, it was, a, it was a Japanese model, but sort of made in China, so I think it was a bit cheaper. Oh, okay, right. That's the way to go if you want so the, if you want a toilet with a cleaning wand. A toilet with a cleaning <laughs> wand and a, a seat that warms for 500 quid. Well, it does seem reasonable, that's doesn't it? including fitting. I know. I can't believe a it. Sensation, that is. Another thing I can't believe is that Adrian Mutu, do you remember him? Yeah, it's still going on, that case. How can it? it still be going the on? compensation <laughs> case for Chelsea. They want £13.5 It's probably worth they'll, waiting they'll for. They'll be taking it out of his pension by the time he gets <laughs> settled. <laughs> Adrian Mutu will be talking like that. Yeah. You're not getting the money. Although he's remaining, he has unlikely to me, he was like ordered that. to pay £15.3 million in 2007, has been fighting the ruling ever since. Yeah. It's been rejected by the European Court of Human Rights. He's really taken it he's, all the he's way. He's taken it all the way, yeah. Well, it's quite a lot of money, I suppose. Yeah. But, you know, it was, he, I think, you know, he was in the wrong, wasn't he, really? Do you remember he came? He, well, I'm not the International I may look like it, but I'm not the International Court of Human Rights. Because <laughs> well, if I was, I would have said no. I would have been agreeing with you, <laughs> yeah, wouldn't I? I? Agree with now, you. are you hungry, Andy? Yes, I'm very hungry. 
Um, shall I take you on a little tour of the restaurant that the Newcastle boys went to oh, yes, with please, Rafa yeah. and uh, and with mm. Mike Ashley last night? Um, it's interesting. Uh, well connected people up on the in the northeast. Uh, Craig Hope, for example, on, from the Mail. He uh, he obviously sounded out some of his contacts and was able to tell us today the com the nature of the conversation. Mm. And it sounded like it went all right. Mike Ashley apparently told the. Uh, players and staff were told the players that they could go, they could go on a squad holiday if they can avoid relegation. But that's pretty par for the course these yeah, days. Yeah. So you send them all on holiday. Uh, he said that the club wouldn't be sold this season and he's promised funds uh, while he was there. Right. So, uh, well, that's too I wanna, fair. I don't think that's good news, is it? <laughs> well, I don't know. But, I mean, it proves he's there to stay, doesn't it? If, that, if that's what we said. He's undoubtedly an incredibly successful, self-made man. You cannot take that away from him. He's made a lot yeah. of money. He does very well in business and all that, but the way he's run this club, and the way the the, the photo of him leaving the the restaurant last night was just classless of the highest order. It was, do you mean the positioning of the fingers? The fingers, it was pathetic. I mean, it's sort of thing a twelve year old would do. Mm. You know, I think I think he's better than that. And uh, you know, I, you, you just feel with him if you don't want to run this club properly, then sell it. Otherwise, you know. Do something about it and run it because these fans deserve better than what they've been getting. You know, no, that's no question. I certainly, don't uh, don't disagree with you there. The um, so food wise, Andy. Yeah, what are they? Um, well, yeah, the I, spaghetti I, bolognese. Didn't he they? had the spaghetti bolognese apparently. But I looked at this. There's a restaurant called uh, Rialto's, uh, and um, I thought I'd check out the website to see the kind of things they may have had. Yeah. You're interested in the selection of the cold starters, Andy? Yeah. I tell you what, it's what, very reasonable. What's the most expensive thing I could have? Um, on the starters front, yeah. you're, you're, you're tr basically you're going to struggle to break into unless you want a massive plate of kind of um, anti-pasto. If you want the whole thing, which is the platter, you can have the platter just for yourself for about twelve quid. But I mean, really, you're going to struggle to break six quid. Okay. I'd say, yeah, no anti-pasto Italiano large. That's um, that's um, what was Eddie's name before he changed it? <laughs> yeah, uh, cured meats, roast vegetables, seafood, and cheeses, but a big platter. Yeah, I'm, not, a, I'm a bit I'm a bit anti pasta though. Oh, so. really? Are you yeah. pro or I'm, anti? Yeah. What would you would you like the insalata insalata caprese? Would you like that? Would you like <laughs> the mozzarella? Beautiful Italian pronunciation. Would you like the tomato and uh, mozzarella? Um, mm. so that's that's only a fiver. Well, oh, that's reasonable. It is. The whole thing's very reasonable. It can't be buffalo mozzarella. For Would you like price. the insulata di gamberetti? Uh, prawn. What a player he was. Yeah, yeah that's right. Bit of a shrimp. Salad. Greenland prawns on crisp iceberg lettuce. They're quite strong on the prawn. Draped. <laughs> draped. With Mari Rose sauce. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I like it being draped with Mary Rose sauce. That's, a, that's only a fiver for the prawns. Four ninety five. Anyway, let's move you on. Can't shall beat we? that, can you? If do you fancy a bit of ribeye, if you want a bit of carne. Bit of ribbon. You can have the carne or you can have the polo. Poggio. Polo, uh, yeah. Poggio. Well, this That's is not Spanish. Spanish. No. Okay, you want the you want the carne, you want the meats. You can have a ribeye or you can have a fillet. What uh, do you want? Ribeye. Let me guess. Ribeye. Normally, ribeye, 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 ribeye. One seventy-five. <laughs> well, it depends. Depending on where you'd eat it, you, you'd expect well, to in pay. in Newcastle. Well, you could pay like. 35 quid in a, in a top restaurant in London for a ribeye. This is a good restaurant in Newcastle. But I'd say 10, 12 quid. No, it's not that cheap. I mean, you've got your sauce. Do you want Diana? Do you want Rossini? Do you want Stroganoff? Or do you want Al Pepe, Andy? The Al Pepe, it's obviously got a bit of a kick to it. It's a yeah. cream sauce with a touch of brandy. Uh, the Stroganoff. It's a sauce you just touch and it just falls and rolls all over the floor. That sounds right. Yeah. The Stroganoff, you know what that is. Yeah. You insult your intelligence. The Rossini. 
Um, yeah. Served with a crouton, topped with pate and covered in the. That's quite rich, isn't it? I used to like that. It's a yeah, very like old. That. That's very old school. Yeah, it's like a seventies. That's like that an Oslo court job. Isn't yeah, it? it is. That's a very. So, <laughs> so you want the Rossini? That's I'll have the Rossini. The local knowledge. Yeah. You're going to have the Rossini on a fillet or a ribeye. Uh, I think it's got to be a fillet with a Rossini. Oh, yeah. Fifteen quid. That's not, it's not bad. bad, is it? Fourteen ninety-five. That's pretty reasonable. I'm moving to Newcastle, mate. What, what was the spaghetti bolognese prices. in the end? Um, the spaghetti bolognese. That Ashley had. Let's have a look. Um, I've got to the pizzas. That's the pizzas. Um, the pizzas look very good. All the, uh, the lasagnas. Only <laughs> nine quid for a lovely lasagna. <laughs> what a great... Honestly, our sales department would be billing these people. Well, the Napoli. He would have had the Napoli, wouldn't he, Rafa? Yeah. He would have had the black olives and uh, sorted anchovies. The Napoli. Yeah, right. Seven ninety-five. I mean, Mike Ashley's taken. He's, he's not even These broke. Good he's prices. taken the old squad. He's not even broken into five hundred quid, <laughs> has he? Really? And if they've all had a drink, which they probably didn't, because uh, yeah, it's, they're footballers. Yeah. Well. Yeah, well, well said. Yeah. yeah. I know what you mean. So anyway, I, I can't find the um, modern footballers. I can't. But it was happy hour last night. Mm, if you had got there good. by six forty-five, you could have just had the one plate for five ninety-five. So maybe <laughs> Mike Ashley yeah. did a group deal. <laughs> good, isn't it? Was seven ninety-five mm-hmm. now five ninety-five? Yeah, like like, like it says on all of his tickets in Sports <laughs> Direct. I was uh, speed reading the papers this morning, and this caught my eye. Oh, yeah. Dodgy funding of political parties is a threat to democracy, says Neil Barnett. I think, blowing what the play? You see the on-pitch announcements at Chelsea. What? But no, it wasn't him. It was the CEO of Istock Associates. Oh, of course. Intelligence was, yeah. Consultancy. The other Neil Barnett. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. And um, <laughs> what else do we have here? I, uh, I've, oh, got, yeah. I've got news for you. Mm. Um, this was... Um, an odd moment from the Liverpool game. The under-19s played uh, Napoli last night, and Napoli scored uh, at the end, right at the end of the game. Quite a controversial oh, I read about goal. This, yeah. this was um, basically there were three balls on the pitch. <laughs> yes, <laughs> three balls on the pitch at the time the goal was scored. Four minutes into stoppage time, and they're about to take a throw, and the ball was thrown on. Then the old, the, the original ball mm. came back on. Then a third ball was chucked on. By the way, it's the old multi-ball. What's the multi-ball system yeah, in action last before, night yeah. at uh, Wembley? But three balls on the pitch. The ref let them uh, carry on, and uh, and Napoli scored. Legendary fantasy football clip spotter Art McCulloch would have yeah. been incredibly excited. He did enjoy it. Two balls on pitch. <laughs> it was one of his staples. One of his suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, didn't go down too well. Al- Alistair Campbell has uh, written yet another. A volume of his diaries. He well, certainly he got through a lot, didn't he? Well, he's certainly prolific, and um, he's been spilling the beans though Has about he? Sir Alex Ferguson. All right. Yeah, he reveals that uh, legendary Manchester United boss, not the plumber, then. not the plumber, Sir Alex Ferguson, mm. lost a fortune. I'm sure he's delighted, that Fergie, to hear this. Lost a fortune betting big on the Labour Party to win power. Wow. Football manager lost a huge sum after the 2010 general election when the Tories returned to power. That's right. Uh, Mr. Campbell also said the Fiery Scott. Uh, fiery? Fiery, not Fiery. <laughs> the Fiery Scott. Fiery. He's only a Scot in Fiery. <laughs> the theoretical Scotsman. <laughs> also once... The fiery Scott. Sorry, Fiery Scott. Yeah. Also once told him... There's a definite help in this job if you can read out loud, isn't Yeah, it? yeah. Also once told him that former United hero Rio Ferdinand was desperate to be a global icon like David Beckham. Wow. And he wasn't particularly a fan of Piers Morgan, but I can't on this show tell you what he said about it. No, okay. And finally, on this particular incredible bit of revealing of what Sir Alex felt, he felt that that, uh, former Prime Minister Gordon Brown reminded him of ex-Manchester United assistant Brian Kidd being an OK number two, but less so as a number one. Wow, we quite well, damning, Brian's delighted quite damning on both men. I would yeah, have said. yeah. But there you go, it's fantastic, all good stuff. So, um, 
Gareth Southgate signed a new contract. We just heard that. That's been confirmed by England in the last 15 minutes. Uh, we await the squad. That's coming up very shortly. There's uh, okay. talk of... Wouldn't it be great if nobody turned up for Jose's press conference? Be... Eight o'clock tomorrow morning. If they all went... Yeah. Can't be At least he's this. told them when it is. Often he likes to sort of turn up 10 minutes before, then get it done so before they all turn I'm up. You, I'm telling you, he's turning into late Brian Club. What's the point of that? That's only, that's only just going to antagonise them, making them get up that early. It's just... <laughs> It'll be a that, massive amount of sympathy how's that gonna from help the public. Him, though? But I know that. But how does that help him as a as a bloke? I don't. Maybe he's got a busy day's training to do. He probably has. I would think. Anyway, yeah, uh, that right. that's the news. That it's an eight o'clock get together for uh, Jose uh, and the press. I'll take it. Our own Don McGuinness will be there. Yeah. He'll be there. Uh, he, he made the last one, which was the kind of um, <laughs> which was the kind of snap decision. Let's do let's put on the show right here before any of the press had turned up. Mm. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Paul Hawksby, Jacobs here on TalkSport. We're of expert timing uh, at the weekend. Jonathan Ray won his fourth World Superbike uh, Championship. And then his book comes out four days later. Oh, it's yeah. almost like he planned it. <laughs> uh, and he's joining us in the studio. Good afternoon, Jonathan. Good afternoon. I tell you what, you can never plan a World Championship. No, that's very true. You can plan a book launch, but you can't plan a World Championship. Yeah. Was it, did the publishers ever say, well, you know, that could all pan out quite nicely for us or not? No, definitely not. I mean, there's, uh, I think this fortnight is a big um, is a big time period to release books. Yeah. But uh, winning the championship, we knew going into the weekend it was going to be possible. And, um, you know, it's incredible to get it done. I have, like, no words. You know, it's yeah. my fourth world championship. Yeah. and In a row, isn't it? it yeah, it's, it's completely uh, beyond my wildest dreams. Yeah, it's pretty Why impressive. are you so dominant? What What is it at the moment that has allowed you to do that? Very difficult to say. Um, I'm, I'm with an incredible team. You know, the Kawasaki racing team of... They've got everything, not just the bike or what I'm doing on track, but that atmosphere in the inside the garage, like you'd refer to in the in the football world, for example, in the dressing room. Mm. We've got from all the backroom staff to logistics, management, hospitality staff, all the technicians, the factory in Japan, 
everyone's working in a great way and, and that atmosphere is uh, really, really good. We were saying just off air there how popular Superbike is and, and we saw that last year with the Sports Personality of the Year where you, you did pretty well, didn't you? Because there's obviously a huge amount of people voted for you. Yeah, it's, it's um, you know, it's really, really growing. I know in, in Southern Europe, it's it's a lot bigger there because it's on free-to-air TV and mm. very accessible for fans. But, you know, in the UK with the... With the Eurosport coverage, it's it's not it's getting good, but the national series in the UK is really really good. You know the British, British Superbike Super Champions, yeah. Yeah. Championship is. Did you in, come through that? And I came through that yeah. sort of class of two thousand and seven, mm. and and all them guys now are are super strong. So um, yeah, I had a good schooling. I had a friend who's uh, she's a top <laughs> comedy critic. She writes for the Scotsman and she reviews everybody in Edinburgh. She's feared, a feared comedy. But she loved superbikes. Her name was Kate Copstick. I don't know if you know this, but she has an obsession with British superbikes. I think she even made a documentary about it. And mm. you know, so It shows you just fan base drawing from all everywhere. Yeah, and I think you know, that's the one thing I'm really proud of. You know, to try to take this to a bigger audience. And if it's something I can achieve in the book by describing how amazing Superbike is and, mm. you know, growing up and the trials and tribulations. It's not about just now being a world champion. I had a huge, you know, route to get here. Yeah. There was ups and downs. I fe- faced career-ending injuries and got past that. And now I'm, yeah, living the dream. So, um, you know, like the title said, Dream, Believe, Achieve. It's a, you know, an inspirational story. It, it was in your mm. blood, though, wasn't it? I think it's fair to say, mm. Jonathan. It's kind of, and Carl Fogger in his, in his uh, intro to the book, his forward to the book, he's saying kind of knowing members of your family, and and so they were kind of quite big into bikes, weren't they? Yeah, my grandfather was one of Joey Dunlop's first um, biggest sponsors, if wow. you like. You know, Joey's household name in Northern Ireland where mm. I grew up. So if it wasn't for him, you know, it, they, he paved the way for guys like me coming through. My father was a junior TT winner, Isle of Man TT winner, 1989, uh, 13 times Irish and Ulster champion. So my family holidays were to the Northwest 200 or the Isle of Man TT. They weren't to Tenerife or Spain or whatever, (laughs) or Cornwall. It's um, I grew up inside the racing paddock, so it was kind of inevitable. Did you always want to do it, or was there any kind of? We sometimes get Mm. sons with a bit of pushback saying, "Well, that's not for me," you know. No, I I got my first motorcycle at two years old. You know, right? My my birthday is February, and I rode before my third birthday. And wow, wow! I can honestly say I. Whilst mum and dad supported my dream, I was, you know, I was hell bent on on following it through. Mm. Matthew Say, the the great sports writer, has a theory about great. I know, of course, top British table tennis player as well. Yeah, Olympic table tennis player in the Olympics. But he has this theory about you know that if you're within the proximity of a sport, that it isn't sporting achievement. It isn't just about genius. A lot of it is to do with growing up around a sport. You know, he where he grew up, there were lots of. access to table tennis and it produced there was a great local coach wasn't there and it produced a a lot of table tennis players who went on to play internationally and I think this is the same thing that if you grow up around bikes you say like you were riding before you were three it's a kind of inevitability that that you'll if you're any good you'll come through yet it is very difficult I mean in my sport it's a lot more about opportunity Mm. getting that opportunity and I think the single most Best advice I ever had in my career is, you know, getting to the top in motorcycling is a little bit like surfing. There's a great team manager, Colin Wright from British Superbike, gave me this. And I said, how is it like surfing? He said, well, you've got to wait for your wave to come. But when it arrives, you've got to be ready to surf it. Mm. And, you know, all through my junior and early career, I was forcing the wave to come and it would never happen. And I would always get frustrated. But then when I joined Kawasaki, the wave arrived and, you know, I was ready and 
you know, the rest yeah. is history. Do you? you ever, I was going to say, do you have a road bike? Do you drive a motorbike on the road or not? I don't. I don't actually have a license. <laughs> really? How, yeah. how, how mad's that? Really? It's mad. So you'd have to go back and take your test. Yeah, I, and I just don't have time. You know, I would love to, and I'm going to put some time away next uh, summer to try and do my yeah. motorcycle test. I think test. you pass. Can you Why? imagine me doing my CBT? <laughs> you never know, you never know, do you? Because yeah. like your thing is you're getting a bad habit. Don't you're going you? too fast. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. And there's a pretty good chance that the guy who's going to do the test is going to recognise you because I imagine he'll be into his motorbikes. That'd be it. Can you imagine me getting my knee down around a roundabout? Yeah. That's, <laughs> Automatic that's, feel. That's the danger, isn't it? Yeah. The um, Talking about knee down, I mean, it, that's one of the remarkable things about this sport, the way how low you get to the ground. I mean... You know, the, the margin of error is, is small, isn't it? Yeah, and we're using hard plastic uh, knee sliders. And I use that as a third gauge. And we wrestle a bike. It's 170 kilos from left to right over 35 minutes of a very small track, mm. 225 horsepower or more. It's, um, you know, it's really difficult. Physically, yeah. it's difficult, accelerating, decelerating, changing direction, that gyroscopic effect. It's, uh, it's a real true art form when you get it right you, you admit in the book that you know you, you've got uh, young kids now and you're married and and it's a very dangerous sport and it does really sort of focus the mind but i suppose you have to just switch off when you're out there you can't be thinking that because you're not concentrating on the job and you're more of a risk for not coming back to them if you do that 100 percent. i mean i don't think i could be the you know the athlete i am today if you spent too much time thinking about that whilst you're riding don't get me wrong i understand i really understand the dangers mm. and um and and the risk element but i think having family now is, it's given me a little bit more balance in life you know i don't obsess over the the things i shouldn't obsess about about yeah. racing and and i'm so proud now that i'm winning and you know you come back to park for me and your kids are there and they're super pump for you and um it just heightens that winning experience are they are they have they got bikes yeah yeah little jake he's <laughs> he's five he's got a 50 cc motocross bike and and tyler he's riding his electric bike and i think yeah. it's cool of course i wouldn't um encourage them to race mm. but if what does your wife think of that i mean she she's she i think she's supportive of you so she's supportive of, of that idea but does that worry her at all no of course that worries her yeah. you know my wife <laughs> has to watch me through yeah. through her hands and yeah. i understand that she's incredibly nervous when i race and sometimes i get frustrated with her you know i, I want her to be on my back telling me to go faster and come mm. on make this happen yeah but um she gets really nervous and i understand it's not her dream you know it's mine but she supports me 100 percent. do you, you yeah <laughs> well they're the sidecar the world sidecar <laughs> championships maybe I used to do that on world of sport all the years remember ago. The, the, the late great john Surtees. it was a very rare thing this but he was a, a world biking champion then became a, uh, a formula one driver did you ever does that appeal in any shape or form Definitely not. I think, yeah, I enjoy riding, driving carts though, but I think motorcycles are for me. I mean, I tend to stick to sports that I'm I'm good at. Yeah. And um, I'm not good at too many others. And you say, I was reading somewhere, you're a bit, can't you say you're a bit driving Miss Daisy behind the wheel of a car. You're not, you're not, you don't drive quickly. Definitely. You know, my, <laughs> my world's 200 miles per hour all the time. And, um, you know, yeah. when I get behind the wheel, I'm, I'm the guy that's getting peeped at to move out of the way. <laughs> are you, you, Started off in motocross, didn't you? So what made you kind of switch to the track? It's a little bit... I came from a you know, working-class family, mm. and it became more difficult, and there was more opportunities in short-circuit racing to get that opportunity, and I entered a you know a, an X-Factor-style competition, if you like. You know, mm. A lot of applicants. I got shortlisted from 20 down to 5, and, and I got the ride at the end of the day, You know, a ride that my parents could never pay for. Mm. So I got lucky. You know, that kind of um, scholarship, if you like, is not 
around anymore and and i was one of you know hundreds of british kids that got it so i i owe a huge um amount of you know thanks to that program what what sort of figures are we talking about then if you if you if you want to get involved at that level if is it very expensive for example in, in spain um is one of the biggest categories now the, the national championship to get to grand prix racing and you can start racing at 15 years old hmm. now a moto 3 ride which is a the old 125 class cc yeah. that would for a competitive ride, your parents or your sponsor or somebody has to pay the team you know, up to 150,000 euros wow. for you to get that ride. Six round championship. Mm. And at the end, you don't get cash back. You know, it's um, that's what it costs. But that is the true cost. Unfortunately, um, you know, the British Superbike Championship does a great job. You know, it's very accessible. There's a lot of cost effective ways for kids to get into sport. It's mm. very competitive. But, um, you know, to get to the top, it is... It is very expensive, and unfortunately, it's uh, not as accessible. How tactical is superbike racing as compared to Formula One, which is incre- has become more and more tactical? Is, is it the same thing? Are there team orders? Are there, do you ride in that way, or is it just you versus the rest of the field? Well, the most important championship is the, the riders' championship, so we tried to get that done. And, of course, at the end, if you need to play... Uh, let's say team orders it's something that has to be considered but Mm. technically there's so much involved with the bikes now with electronics we have you know access to traction control engine brake control wheelie control uh, throttle mapping so you're constantly changing this during the race so technically it's at a very high level but from a regulation point of view your teammate is your kind of your team non-mate you know he's your biggest Mm. competitor do you have pit stops and, and stuff like that or not no, this, okay. this season uh, we have a like a no red flag rule, which means if we start the race and it's dry and rain comes, uh, it's classified as a flag to flag. So you have to come in and make a pit stop, which is quite exciting, mm-hmm. to be honest. It adds a different dynamic. And um, yeah, who knows in the future? You know, with endurance racing, world endurance racing, they do pit stops every hour. And I took part in the Suzuki 8R endurance race this season, and that includes pit stops, so it adds a different dynamic. There's uh, a, a, a couple of reading a few things about, you know, a few people saying now we'd like to see you going to MotoGP. I mean, is that is that something that might happen? Or? Right now, no, not for the next two seasons. I mean, mm. if I could do this again, I would love that opportunity. And um, in the past, you know, as, as early as this season, I had a an offer to go there, but not with a team that finishes at the front. You know, yeah. I feel like... Is this the Valentino Rossi one? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. And yeah. that's the F1 of the bike oh, world, yeah, if yeah, you yeah. like. Sure. You know, it's super bikes. It, you can compare it from a car world. Superbike is, is more like world touring cars. You mm. know, my ZX-10RR Superbike, you can buy in the local Kawasaki dealer mm. and spend a lot of money and tune it to the spec that I have. So for me, Kawasaki don't race in MotoGP. They do all their, their research and development inside Superbike. And for me, that's um, that's where I am. You know, yeah, I, yeah. I, I know that. I mean, we test with these MotoGP riders every off season in in Spain, and lap times are very competitive. In fact, two years ago, I was the fastest guy on track compared to everyone. So mm. sometimes it's it's difficult when you get them comparisons. I think you know what could I do, but um, you know I'm extremely happy with uh, where I am right now. And just going back to the sports personality, to come second, it was quite amazing, wasn't it? Mm. To be up there on the stage as a representative of your, of your sport uh, yeah, must, must have been, been proud. Must have been so good, incredible. You know, I at the end of a long season, you know, it was I won my third world championship. Just been to meet uh, Prince William and got an MBE, and then I went to uh, Liverpool, and that was kind of a 
excuse to buy my wife a dress and go out and have date night <laughs> yeah. on the BBC, <laughs> if you like. And all my friends were, you know, they were winding me up saying, hey, you're fifth favorite, favorite to win. I've checked all the bet sites. I thought, really? Mm. So uh, when my name got called out, I went stiff. You know, I could barely make it to the to the up to the stage, but it was incredible. I think uh, I'm so blessed. And if I could do one thing that night, I put motorcycling and Northern Ireland as sure. well mm, in the sure. in the forefront, and yeah. that was uh, something I can be extremely proud of. Brilliant. Well, Brilliant. We wish you well with the book, Jonathan. To Lovely to meet you, and uh, continued success. Thank you very uh, much. Jonathan's book uh, is called Dream. Believe, achieve is autobiography, and it is published by Harper Collins. Lovely to meet you. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. You're, I can see you taking this up, Andy. At your, what about you suddenly getting to super bikes at your age? You your knee on the ground. I look good on the leathers, not on the leathers. In the leathers, <laughs> be on the leathers. I'd be pointless. Do you, why do you, on what planet do you think you'd look good in the leathers? <laughs> My stomach. Can you imagine? What would you look? You look like a Savaloy. <laughs> Red leathers. Not ideal. Anyway, we'll leave it there. We've got Clips of the Week and uh, Motti's in tomorrow. So until then, thanks for downloading. Have a fine evening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 